Hey guys, this is Crazy Juicy Love. If you're ready to change your life, your finances, and your love life, hiring a coach will dramatically give you results in any area that's important to you. This is season two of Crazy Juicy Love. Why hiring a coach will change your life. All right, guys. So welcome to the Crazy Juicy Love Podcast. And I have a special coach all the way from California. Yeah. Uh, uh, oh, my God. I'm messing up your name already. That's fine. It's Karenina. Karenina. Yes. She's a breakthrough specialist. And I'm so happy and thrilled to have you here. So thank you so much for being here. You got uh, it. So, thank you. I mean... First of all, breakthrough specialist. Like, how did you even come up with that name? Because it's so unique. Like, as opposed to like a love coach, a money coach, a financial coach, but you are a breakthrough specialist. <laughs> so, talk to me how that. Like, was that how you started off? Did it evolve into that? Like, talk to me about your journey. About even something about your journey of being becoming a coach. Yeah. Okay. So let's see, maybe I should start with how I became a coach and then we can go into how I became a breakthrough specialist. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So I had my first exposure to personal growth in my teens. I had uh, somewhat of a intense start to life. So I had many, many experiences that I had to quickly learn how to manage Mm -hmm. and my father gave me a personal growth book when I was 17. And he, he said, and I'm quoting, (laughs) honey, I fucked you up. (gasps) Fix you. (laughs) He said that. (sighs) What book was it? (laughs) So this book was called Awareness by Anthony DeMello. And it basically teaches you how to, to allow things to happen to you without being in resistance to it. Like that's one of the, becoming aware of your experiences and being able to process them appropriately. Mm -hmm. Now that was just like one of many books and many experiences that my, my dad supported me in getting, which was highly transformational. I mean, he sent me to Tony Robbins at 22. (laughs) Um, And what I should say is that if my dad really understood the power of language and he may not have chosen to say that I was fucked up because (laughs) I went, Huh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm clearly fucked up. I need fixing. So, um, I, I love my dad. He's amazing. Uh, so I had my first exposure to personal growth and then went into Tony Robbins when I was 22 in London. It was the biggest at the time, like 10,000 people in a room. Which, which, um, which program? BW. Oh, yeah, that yes. was an incredible experience. <laughs> wow, yes. And that really taught me how to open my mind or that I could change my perspective and I could change even how I, I could change my memories mm. and therefore I could change my current reality. So that was that was an incredibly powerful experience. And uh, later on, I got into project management and communication management and coaching was part of our training. Mm-hmm. So I got to play around being coach uh, back in 2008. And I was like, I, I really like this. I really like hearing someone share their experience and mm-hmm. me helping them to change it. So yeah. that was very cool. Uh, this was, I lived in Europe for a long, long time. So I'm born in California, was raised in Norway, actually. Mm, so wow. Yeah, seven no years above the Arctic Circle, 13 years in wow. Austin, which is where I w- went to project management. And something that I should share too that is very important in this story is when I was 15, I developed a chronic and incurable condition, a mm-hmm. uh, health condition. And I've had now about a little over 100 surgeries and surgical procedures. Wow. So, to I had to figure out many things like how do I handle these big challenges that nobody can really teach me how to get mm. through 
So on one end, I was really interested in helping people. Mm. On the other end, I was really interested in helping myself get mm. through some of the most challenging experiences humans can have, you know? So in my 20s, I decided to pick up and leave Norway and go back, come back to the U.S. And that's when I got into, um, that's when I got into coaching, seriously. Mm -hmm. Because I, alongside of having all these challenges in my health, I was also a competitive athlete. And mm. so I was like, how do I put all these things together? Wow. Coaching, helping people transform their bodies, helping them get out of pain, helping them think better. Because that's one of the things that I really, truly saw that I could help people on the tactical level, like mm -hmm. do this exercise, do this, uh, eat this food. But if I didn't help them change their thinking, right. it was kind of moot and, mm -hmm. and results were temporary. Mm -hmm. So that's when I got into linguistic programming, which is the modality that Tony Robbins uses. Mm -hmm. So I studied that and quickly left personal training to help people start changing on a deeper level. Mm. Wow. So I saw clients in the beginning for everything from you know, productivity to uh, relationships mm -hmm. to health and wellness. I help people quit smoking. I help people perform better in CrossFit and other mm. <laughs> wow. other sports. I was doing all kinds of things, and I loved it. And then I then I got what I call or not what I call what, what's called master practitioner certified in neurolinguistic programming. And I was trained in a breakthrough process. Mm. Oh. So, <laughs> my teacher, Dr. Matt, taught me the core of what I now offer as a breakthrough experience. But with all my background in health and fitness and project management, I've now created my own breakthrough process. And I was able to help a lot of people have breakthroughs in in everything like i have helped clients have heal chronic conditions that doctors have not been able to figure out i've helped clients double and triple revenues i've helped mm. clients save marriages actually find the person that they wanted to mm. marry um i'm going to a wedding later this year i'm very excited about that okay. <laughs> from a client that i've helped so i was able to help people have breakthroughs where where they were really, really stuck. Mm. So that's where I adopted breakthrough specialists because I've been able to help people have breakthroughs in virtually any field that they're stuck in. Mm. I, I love that. <laughs> um, I'm just like, now I'm just so curious, you know, like, especially when you're, you're you had about a hundred surgeries and you were a competitive athlete, you know, because for me, if I share this with you, when I share this with you, it's like, so when I, last year, I woke up one day, like, in serious pain, my body just, like, I couldn't even roll out of bed, roll to the side. It was so much pain. And there's a lot of people out there who deal with chronic pain. And I know for me, I knew it had to start with my, the way I thought about this pain, because otherwise I would not be able to get through this pain. So, you know, talk to me about like, what did you have to, sh what was your mind shift going through all those surgeries? Because it could be so daunting on one person's, not only their body, but the mental state that people go through to even push through life. Mm -hmm. So like, what, what was, how did I put this? Like, so what was, what was your mindset what was the mindset you had to break through in order to get through to get through to where you are right now? Yeah. Well, I wish I could say that there was like one thing that right. I that <laughs> I that I finally figured out. Um, what I can say is that you know my life very much looked like a revolving door between trying to be a normal teenager, um, you know, going out making friends going to parties, you know, and then, uh, and then training and then getting sick and being wow. stuck in hospitals for like days. And I mean, I've lived in hospitals for months out of my life total combined. Mm. And then the, the time of recovery to get back, to do the same thing again, go out. 
so, you know, I, it was always the cycle of like, well, you know, just as I'm getting better, like this, this, mm-hmm. it's better for a short period of time, but then it all starts over again. Yeah. Um, so one of, one of the aspects of that was just like, it was tiring. It was yeah. tiring to just every time I felt like I was getting traction, I was getting better, I was getting stronger, I was getting faster, these kinds of things. And then to have it all crash again, be mm. taken away from me and crumble. Mm. Um, so be frustrating. It was very frustrating. I've been to, you know, over 40 doctors in three different countries wow. to figure out certain things. And um, that that's on the health condition side. And then on the other side of the athlete side, I, I had lots of injuries. <laughs> like had wow. knee surgeries and all these things. It was like always like, what is going on here? Yeah. So the doctors would say things like, uh, "Oh, and in addition, I was diagnosed with ADHD in the middle of all of it." So wow! I, I was kind of <laughs> like, "This is crazy!" <laughs> wow! <laughs> wow! Um, so the doctors kept saying, "There's nothing we can do." There is no answer. There is no cure. You can only take, you know, certain medications to kind of offset symptoms or, but there is no cure. You just have to get used to it. Mm. And mid twenties is when I just, I had had enough. I was saturated. I was saturated with these challenging experiences. I was saturated with hearing the doctors say there is no cure. So the one thing that actually kind of did pivot everything was me getting so fed up with hearing from the outside mm. something that didn't support me. And I just made a decision that if you guys can't help me, I'm going to help myself. Mm. And that is when I went to work and I started studying everything about like emotions and, and thoughts and yes. thinking and nutrition and how the body works and how the mind influences the body and, and how, you know, stress influences the body and, like, so I, I started geeking out for years on like, how do I hack myself so mm. that I can get I love that. the life that I want. <laughs> <laughs> so what was, what was, I mean, if, if you can't remember or recall, you know, like for me, like when I remember when I woke up in a chronic pain, I had this thought, like, I'm going to never dance again. Mm. Yeah. And <laughs> I was like, I'm never going to run again. If the emergency happened in the world, I can't run, you know? Mm-hmm. And I had this thought, you know, as I'm developing myself as a coach, I said, you know, it starts with your thinking. And I said, I had to first start with, what is this teaching me? What is this teaching me? What is this teaching me? I kept repeating it over and over again. And I had this thought, I said, you need to slow down. Mm-hmm. Oh, like, because I'm always going. I wasn't taking care of myself. I wasn't stretching. You know, I was, you know, doing a lot of Spartan races. I wasn't paying attention to my body and what I was doing with it, how I was treating it. And and I was like, oh, right. Like, where else is that showing up in my life? And I had to literally, even now, I still say that when I find myself, like, doing so many things, like, slow down, slow down. And that's where my healing started because I had to shift that mindset of like, I'm never going to do this again into, okay, slow down. What can I do right now in this moment to improve, to heal, to stretch, to take care, to like nourish my body? So I'm curious of like, what's, what are some of the, the mindsets that you shifted or you started to say to yourself in order to get yourself on this path? Or what do you still say those things to today? Yeah, so I would just want to say you were far advanced. <laughs> <laughs> Looking at your life and going like, what can I learn from this? I didn't learn to think like that until I was a coach. That's wow. part that was part of my coach training, right? And these these issues happened years and years and years before I was a coach. So, you know, good for you that you were <laughs> in that position. Oh, thank and you. that has been one of my biggest lessons too. Like with ADHD, I actually have a pretty big hyperactive component. So I had to learn to slow down. And once mm. I did, everything started healing. But how do you get to that point? So right. way back then, when I didn't have the tools like you did, I, I couldn't necessarily, I couldn't see very far into the future. 
I had this knowing that if I if I could just figure out a way, I would I would continue to live and I would thrive and I would help a bunch of people. But I think the number one thing that that shifted was like, what can I do right now? What can I? What is a tiny yes. step that I can do right now to like alleviate my pain or to to just get up and walk from the couch to the bathroom on my <laughs> yes know, like, no. small feet, <laughs> small feet. Yeah, you know, just like. <laughs> tiny, tiny little steps. And over time that created momentum and I got stronger and faster and healed and, you know, it was able to do more. Um, but the whole thing about slowing down, that's been a huge, huge life lesson for me too, Mm -hmm. where I've now gotten to a point where like, I'm not medicated for anything. And (laughs) (laughs) not medicated for anything. And I have like I'm almost I'm not as strong as I was when I was a power lifter but I'm pretty strong <laughs> and and you know I have more energy than before like I'm more stable than ever before and I think that just comes from like you were you know the smaller smaller feats yeah that you can build on that that then can create the structure the foundation for your for your daily life right and I really love that like going into like as coaching when you so when you're dealing with clients is that's like one of the main things that mindset because i see that all of your web your website it is so true how your your mindset is really important and and which is how you're living your life and people don't realize that their mind shift is really creating the world and the reality which tony robbins is really big on that and i really learned that a lot with tony he's like you shift your reality you shift your world you know mm-hmm. so how do you begin to work with clients to really shift their thinking about like breaking through with their finances, breaking through with their love life? Because that is like the challenge as a coach to really push back on those beliefs. So how do you begin to work with clients to really shift that that um, the old paradigm, especially like, let's say for instance, because you work with entrepreneurs, so how do you begin to work the clients and really shift those paradigms? Yeah, great question. I think that's why I can wear the title break. <laughs> like I have no problem saying that I am that. <laughs> you know, yes, I helped a bunch of people before, but like you said, I've been working with entrepreneurs. I've been specializing in helping entrepreneurs have breakthroughs. Uh, in the past five years. And right now, my my area of specialty, the, the area that I focus on right now is actually helping women have breakthroughs around money. Mm. Um, and uh, like when clients come to me, and this is why I'm so passionate about doing breakthroughs, doing breakthrough sessions, because when somebody comes to me, I, I don't know, it's, it's a combination of you know, something that I was born with completely, uh, like a skill set that I have, but it, it's also a result of training and a result of, of finding my passion. Mm. But part of why I think I'm able to help somebody shift their paradigm is because I have um, a kind of flexibility that allows me to fully understand how they created their current reality. Mm-hmm. And I'm able to go into their world yeah. And then guide them out. Mm. So you said something like pushing against their reality. The thing is that I I have an ability to kind of find find the crack in their wall, if you will. Yeah. And then and then go in there. And I'm coming from much more of I'm not pushing against anything. I'm more like come from a place of like really wanting to understand how they got into this current situation and then gently but very directly (laughs) and as fast as possible i guide them out of there right so it and i can like share a little bit about the breakdown of how that that goes but well i use a five-step process this is part of what i've trademarked and that that i'm you know I was trained to do the core of the breakthrough process, but then I've developed my own. Um, 
and it really is it's five phases and it's an acronym right now (laughs) (laughs) it's so easy for people to understand acronyms or remember acronyms and the acronym actually turns into i leap so i think it's pretty neat because it's like i leap from next you know you get from stuck to unstuck so the i there is about identity Mm. like who are you who are you now who who do you want to be and why do you not ha- why are you not the person that you want to be because right. um, that when it comes to mindset and why that is so important mindset is where everything starts meaning if it, it starts with like who do you see yourself as and and what what are your beliefs and what are your attitudes and what are your values because that shapes your paradigm Right. And if you are not actively working on your paradigm or on your mindset, you know, our paradigm basically uh, solidifies at, at, at age eight. So yeah. if we don't actively work on our paradigms, we may be adults operating on a paradigm of beliefs that were set already by the time we were eight. Right. And most of those beliefs are outdated, right? So. The, the I phase is all about identifying all the things that are not working and identifying who you want to be. And then you go into L phase. L phase is and this is where this is where the breakthrough process comes in because I can actually help guide someone to release release their emotions. And what I mean by that is if you think about how the human mind works, we can have a memory, right? And when we think about like a time when we were five or a a painful experience, when we think about that memory, we have a set of emotions that, that are attached to that memory. Yes. Yes. This is really good news when it's positive memories, when it's supporting beliefs, but it's not so good news when, when it's negative emotions and by negative emotions, I mean, all emotions that are related to anger, sadness, fear, hurt, and guilt. And what I help them do in the release process is not delete their memories because memories are important. Information is important, but help them let go of the emotions that are attached to the memories that they have of painful experiences because that frees them up. That gets them to a neutral place because this is one of the biggest problems with entrepreneurs is that they make mistakes and that hurts them and that creates negative emotional baggage that prevents them and closes their options. It it prevents them from moving forward and it closes the doors for them. So over time, when they've been making enough mistakes, it feels like they're wedged in, they're walled in, they have no out. You know, they've tried different things, it hasn't been working. So suddenly they're like, nothing is working and I'm stuck, right? So letting go is the L phase. And then when we've cleared out all the negative emotions, all their limiting beliefs, they're totally open and they're more authentic, like an authentic version of themselves. And that's when we go into the E phase, which is emerge. That's when you basically announce to the world who you are. (laughs) 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 Who are now as the authentic version of you that doesn't have, isn't held back by the limiting beliefs, the emotional baggage, the pain, all of that is gone. So you know who you are and the world gets to know as well. Then alignment and action, A phase. You know, action without alignment is just busy work and stress. But if you can continuously take action, based on who you are now that's yeah. in alignment with who you are now yeah. then you'll have that much faster and better results and then p phase is about practice that's one thing that a lot of us people who stress <laughs> yes. who are very fast we want instant results and we forget that practice is <laughs> an essential part of right. success practice makes permanent I like to move away from things like perfection and performance. I'll just for the say I'm glad you didn't say perfect. You said permanent because people have this idea of like perfect, like there is no such thing as perfect, you know? Practice, it makes permanent, you know? I'm glad you said that. It's so beautiful. Good. Yeah, yeah and, I, and I see that too. Like that's, the fear is one of the biggest things that stops entrepreneurs and perfectionism is, yeah. the, is the second one. So yeah. teaching people 
to be okay with things not being perfect, being in imperfect action is really what gets the forward momentum going. And I'm discovering that the the perfect, when people come from a place of being perfect, it's aligned with something they're fearing of being rejected. It's like fear of like not being liked, it, all these things based off of fear. And I really love to, like a lion myth, like I was just working with a client today, I mean, a couple of days ago, and, you know, we create intentions and this is your intention for the rest of the duration of the core, our time working together. And I was just like, okay, everything you do has to align with what you're creating. Anything else is a hard no, because now you're wasting time and you're prolonging on your career of what you're out to do. And I, that was a huge learning lesson for me. I'm not sure about as you as a coach, but like learning to say, and I say this, I forgot where I learned this from, but, but saying no to things that are not aligned to you is really saying yes to you and yes, yes to th- making room for things to you, for your, you and your business. Yes. And that is, you know, every entrepreneur needs to, to learn that lesson or to get that knowledge. But I see that a lot in women is that they say yes to a lot of things yeah. that for like they come from a place of service and you know they're mission driven and they want to help a lot of people and all you know people who are coaches and and you know other holistic practitioners like you know they're all coming from a place of wanting to help and so they say yes to too many things yeah of fear of being rejected or out of fear of being judged so we keep like women will often keep saying no to themselves and yes to everyone else. So, right. but again, it's 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 not a women specific problem. It's just that most uh, women in business will be affected by that kind of right. mindset before yeah. men. Well, I, and I find that often too when women are in businesses that's very male dominant and they mm-hmm. say yes to these things in order to fit in and they know that's not what's how it's supposed to go. And so I see a lot of women in um, like big positions sometimes struggle with that. It's like, so how do you do you work with women like that, and how do you help guide them so they can be their own voice and stand out in that sort of situation? How do you help a woman in a high, you know, corporate job or high position break through to that so she can be her own voice in that in that sort of corporation or position? Yeah. So I, I actually don't work with women in high positions and corporations like that, but I do see a lot of the same problems in yeah. those types of women and, and the types of women that I work with. Most of the women that I work with are in business for themselves. Okay. <clears throat> they have small businesses where they are the CEO and they have a few employees. Um, one of the things is that you you said it like we're in a male dominant world mm-hmm. so and and i was conditioned i came from from you know i lived in norway some people will say that norwegians are pretty cold um i mean if you give them a couple of drinks they'll be fine no. <laughs> <laughs> i know i know it's terrible but it's true <laughs> um, but like i had this idea of you know, what success was supposed to look like and how hard you were supposed to work. And I think a lot of women don't realize that we can't push ourselves in the same way that men do. I'm not saying that we are, we are not highly capable and, uh, and that we don't have tons of energy and we, you know, because we absolutely do and can, but there is a lot of women try to operate as men not realizing that their bodies are totally different and need different kinds of care and pushing like pushing and being assertive and things like that can be counterproductive for a woman oh wow so instead of so if you think about it um, it, i'm not saying it's a black and white situation it's really about each woman understanding what her own formula for male and female energy Mm -hmm. or if you want to go into I actually like to use yin and yang you know the concept of yin energy and and yang energy from eastern philosophy Mm -hmm. 
And it's not that one or the other is stronger, it's just that they're different. And in women, we try to run very young, very like execute, do, take action. That's kind of the, the, the path that a lot of men are successful with. But if we come from that point, that standpoint, instead of being more open, receptive, attractive, and not necessarily sexually attractive, but if we use our energy to attract people Mm. coming from a more of a receptive in the end place, we can actually be more successful than if we try to go out there and push and and show ourselves off and hustle and grind and try to get Mm. clients, for example. Am I making sense? Yeah, that makes (laughs) sense. Yeah. Okay. You do what your your God given gift to be a woman to have and use that as 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 an advantage, you know. Yes, and to find your own formula for how much pushing you should do versus versus right. how much inviting you should do, if that makes sense. Right. Um. So every woman is different, right? So some women are more masculine than others, and other women are more feminine, and all women can be successful in business if they can just find their perfect formula for how to do business. Mm. So what are some of the common mistakes you see young or entrepreneurs in general do that they should not be doing? (laughs) So uh, so some of the mistakes, it's kind of like two sides to the same coin. One of them is going out and getting consulting from everyone and every and asking for everyone else. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yes. <laughs> yeah. It's like, do you think I should do this? You know, and they they spend all this time in coffee meetings or on Zoom calls, like getting advice, asking for <laughs> for help, all this stuff. <laughs> right. It's exhausting. And yeah. they they move further and further away from their own intuition and their own knowing. And that creates a lot of self-doubt over time. And then the flip side of the coin is that when, when you have either made a mistake or you're not feeling great, that you pull completely away. You don't talk to anyone. So if there is a way for you to like find the golden medium there where like you're not chasing other people for their advice and their knowledge, but you're you're learning to trust your gut more. Mm-hmm. And then also when you have made mistakes or when things are not working, to not hide, to not pull away in shame. And just mm-hmm. that's a time where you can actually use people's help, love, guidance to get you out of wherever you're stuck. Mm. Wow. So, the personal so as a coach, do you find it sometimes challenging to be around your friends without wanting to coach them? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. And <laughs> so, so in the beginning years of me being a coach, it was like I didn't have, I didn't, I only had an off and an on. Right. So I was either coaching or I was not. And if I was with someone, I was always coaching. And it wasn't because I thought I was that much better, but it is because I'm, I believe my purpose here on earth is to coach people, but it's never okay to coach someone if they haven't asked for it. But (laughs) in the years I didn't I just didn't know because I was just like I'm happy I'm excited about what I can do and how I can help people and you know as the years went by I started realizing like you know they didn't really ask for my opinion and besides why am I want to do I want to give away my stuff randomly for free So, (laughs) so I stopped coaching because it's not nice to coach if somebody hasn't asked you um and 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 really it's you might push people away if you and you come off as arrogant and a know-it-all and and people just you know want to be friends in many cases but what i also found was that it was there has been times where it's been really challenging be, to balance friendship and the coaching profession because yeah. at what point you know at what point do you say that hey buddy like, <laughs> you really need to be at the office, not 
not here and not every day kind of mm -hmm. thing. So that was also, a, um, you know, something that I had to really learn to sort for myself. Right. And I'm curious too about, cause I know you're in a, a beautiful relationship right now too. And, um, and I'm single, I'm single looking for my love. And, but what I'm running into is the minute I say I'm a coach, they start to tell me their problems. Like I'm a therapist and I'm just like, how, like, I don't, what do I do? Like, do I back off from saying what I do for a living or just like, this is my sign. Like you're not the person for me. So, you know, in your journey on love, like, was that an issue for you? Or do, do you, how do you resolve that with the guy you're with? Like, how do you guys balance that out being a coach you're not coaching him and you're just finding this equal balance in your relationship yeah that that's a really good <laughs> really good question so um you know i had a couple of relationships over the last several years where at least both of those that i was in both of those relationships the he had been He'd either done personal growth work, like mm -hmm. one had done landmark a number of times, and that so at least like we could communicate in with similar language. Uh, the other one had also was involved and had been involved with like world works for mm -hmm. like 10 years. The the challenge there was that they were alphas like I am. <laughs> they, were like, they were trying to dominate me and, and and try to coach me and, you know, make me follow their rules kind of thing. Obviously, oh, wow. based, based on those things, you could already tell that that was not an ideal relationship, right? right? Um, but sometimes, just like with most people, it takes some time to start seeing the real version of the person mm -hmm. that you go into a relationship with. So naturally those relationships ended because they were not, they were not supportive. They were not holistic. It, it, what, you know, yes, do I want to be with an alpha male? Absolutely. Cause it's, it's kind of, I, I, yes, I'm an alpha <laughs> and I'm <I'm> sexy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I was just thinking about my boyfriend now. I'm like, Oh yes. <laughs> Very hot and sexy. Um, but he's, the my man now he is he's very comfortable in his own skin mm. he has also done tons and tons of personal growth work and he's more you know if we're in conversation with other people he will step back and let me shine kind of thing oh. so so it's not about dominating um but i think I think it would be very difficult for me to be in a relationship with someone who hadn't done any personal growth work at all. Cause then maybe my coach hat would come on more often. Yeah. But now that, you know, he's, he's very well versed in, in, in personal growth work, it's easier to kind of exchange information and I never want to coach him. And this goes along the, the same lines of, of the friendship thing, I never want to coach my friends anymore. Like, and I never want to coach him. And so there's, when it comes to like meeting someone at first, like you're describing and them starting to offload on you, maybe, you know, you need to find people who have a little bit more experience in the personal growth yeah. world. I don't know, but yeah. like a, a hint, that's, that's an intuition because somebody who has will will not necessarily want to offload all of their problems on you. First, <laughs> right. first of all, they know how to go and handle the worst things themselves. Right, exactly. <laughs> and then they might ask you just simply for guidance instead of offloading. Yeah. So, you know, um, do, so it really, it really comes down to when you're meeting someone for the first time, being very clear on what you want. So, If you say you want a relationship where, you know, people, both of you feel like equals and, and that, you know, then that might be enough to attract the kind of person that will see himself as an equal to you instead right. of, are you seeing what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, I, I totally got it. I totally got it. Yeah, that totally makes sense. Um, yeah. I'm curious, do, do you yourself as an entrepreneur, do you have a coach yourself? Yes. <laughs> 
<laughs> and why is that important? Because that, that that's so, I'm glad you say that, you know, because I find out that some coaches don't have uh, entrepreneur, I mean, coaches in their, in their business journey. Um, and this is also just, just to tell me like why, how does it benefit you? Because I, I, I talk to entrepreneurs all the time. I'm like, you know, coach will change the game for you. Coach will change the game. So why do you as a coach have a coach in your life? Well, you know, I was one of those coaches before. <laughs> I was like, I'm a coach. I don't need a coach. coach. But they're really missing out. They're really missing out. Um, it's not only changing the game. It's just like two minds are not just better than one. They're like, there's this magic formula that I like to talk about. And it's one plus one equals 11. Oh, why is that? Because <laughs> <laughs> one plus one doesn't just equal two. Like if you have two, like my relationship with my boyfriend is a one plus one equals 11. We are two individuals, but when we are together, life is just potentiated to the maximum. Mm. And when you have the right business coach, it's not just you plus your business coach are masterminding. I mean, yes it is, but then you guys, you, your business, will become infinitely better. It's, mm. it's the the sum of the parts. No, the, the whole is greater than the sum of the two parts, right? Mm. Um, also, brains, think about this, Mr. or Mrs. Coach out there who doesn't <laughs> coach. <laughs> like, do you think brain surgeons do surgery on themselves? Ooh. That's a good one. Yes. Yes. <laughs> you know, it's so interesting. Like, I, I'm starting to work with a, a, I, I run into entrepreneurs now, and they're just like, in this whole story, like, I'm going to do, you know, and I do this and that. And like, okay, I see you in the same old story year after year. So, you know, it's time to kick it up a notch. And so I, I just find that people, uh, entrepreneurs, and some coaches resist so much. And it's like, okay, a coach is a really good guy to look at the things that you're unwilling to look at, or you might not even know. And especially, you know, both both you and I have done a lot of um, personal growth work and hitting on the blind spots. Because a lot of us... Mm -hmm as you know entrepreneurs have these huge blind spots and i'm so grateful to have a, a coach as another coach as accountability because he helps me see things that i i'm like oh my goodness like just like little things mm -hmm. that literally cause a chain effect to like really amp your game up and it's so yeah. valuable and i'm sure how, how do you how is your coach how does your coach push you well, I have a couple of different coaches. I have one who's working with me on my mindset. Mm -hmm. And then I have a speaker coach. And then I have then I have a mentor. And she's more like of a mentor in life. Um, but there are times where I actually work specifically with business coaches. And right now, I'm in a group program for that because um, I'm building a course. So I need a specialist in course building. Mm. But I always have coaches on staff. I mm. will never not yes. have coaches on staff. <laughs> I love that. Coaches on staff. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, just like what you mentioned, there, there are these distinctions that somebody outside of you who has a genuine interest, a vested interest in your success, mm. that they can give you those nuggets that can be game changers. Like I notice if I'm not actively get like the times where let's say I've been on vacation or, you know, for whatever reason, there's been a period where I'm not getting active coaching. My coaching with my clients kind of gets a little duller. Like I'm not as sharp and on fire. Like when I have coaching, I'm getting ongoing coaching for myself. Like 
I'm a way better version of myself. Right. I play a bigger game. I'm bolder. I mm, have yeah. like I'm a, even more in your face. <laughs> right. When, wow. when I'm not getting my own coaching, I'm more timid. And I, there, I've never actually used the word timid about myself. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. It came out. So, but in contrast, yeah, it's like it just becomes less fiery, less yeah. you know, less edgy. And, you know, I do like my business like tripled once I started working with a coach. Wow. It's just it demands more. Like I see myself in, you know, I'm my coach, he's able to hold the space for me to like really think bigger and mm. then come up with all the ways for how, how to create that bigger game. And that is such a true value of the coach, that coach is holding space for you to be bigger. Mm-hmm. And I, I love, love, love that, what you just said. Um, uh, what are some, like, three or four tips that entrepreneurs can do to start taking action other than hiring a coach? Uh, yeah. What, what are some tips that you can give to entrepreneurs so they can just start taking action right now in their business? Yeah. Okay, great. So let's see. The, the one thing that I want people to understand is that every, if you look at the quantum, everything is true. Meaning, if you are feeling bad about yourself, there is truth in it. But if mm. you're feeling good about yourself, there's truth in that too. The, the reality is that there's a light and a shadow side to everything. And when you're feeling stuck or down, or you're feeling bad, or you're feeling like you can't do this, you have to try to look for the light side. It doesn't mean that, you know, you have to suddenly feel amazing and channel all this, you know, (laughs) energy that you don't have right now. (laughs) Not about that, but find something that you feel good about that can help you to shift your physiology, shift Mm. thinking, help you get out of this depressive or anxious or feeling bad state. Like, you can choose what you focus on. If you yes. focus on the negative, if you focus on the dark stuff, you're going to get more of the dark stuff. Just yes. that's the, the direction that you're facing, right? Mm. If you can just look at the brighter side. And I, I don't mean start singing Kumbaya or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Life can genuinely suck sometimes. And I'm not saying take a happy pill and just pretend everything is, is great. But there is always 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 a positive positive side a positive learning something that you can use to help you get out of it Mm. so so that to summarize that is like find the light side just whatever it is look for the light side um another tip is like check in with your beliefs like Mm. yeah are your beliefs (laughs) actually supporting you right now or Uh. not Yes, 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 <laughs> yes. So, like, especially what I've seen in so many different types of entrepreneurs, males, females, all of it is, is suddenly, like, they get, like, the number one place they get stuck is money. And mm. that's why I've decided to kind of move into that to that realm to really help entrepreneurs have breakthroughs around their beliefs, transform their relationship around money. Like, because the beliefs there is like, there's not enough, or I have to have more clients, or I can't, you know, I, I, I can't market myself because I don't have money. Like, whatever it is, just check in with that. Is that actually true? Mm-hmm. So look at it. Is it true or is it fact? Because you can feel like something is true mm. because of your experience of it. But if it's not a fact, then you should scratch that truism mm, if you will i love that yes is it a fact that you, there is no more money in the world to help you right check in with your beliefs are they true or are they facts and it's what i really love that you just said that because a lot of not just entrepreneurs people in relations all types of like genres but in yes. you know since i work with relationships with people and, and, and mm-hmm. entrepreneurs that they don't, well, a lot of us don't realize how our beliefs are coloring our view 
And therefore, it colors our actions, our words, and then we enroll people into those beliefs. And then they just reflect back to us those same beliefs. And then we get mad at them or yeah. mad at the situation. Like, yeah. why is that working? It's like, well, we actually did that to us. Yes. <laughs> you know? Yeah our external world is a reflection of our internal world mm. and our internal world is made up of our beliefs our values and our mm -hmm. attitudes and they are influenced highly by the culture we grew up in our parents our gender our sexuality our religion all those mm. things and so we are actually projecting our internal world with all of our beliefs, good or bad, functional or dysfunctional, onto the world and people around us. Mm. And when we have, like in relationships, whether that's like somebody you're working with, a client, your partner, if they're reflecting back to you something or if they're doing or saying something that's making you feel bad or triggering you, it's likely because you already sent it out to them and they're just mm. confirming it back to you. Wow, yes. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> yes. Well said. <laughs> good, good, I'm glad. <laughs> yes. We're going to come to the end here. I, first of all, I'm just enjoying this moment with you and uh, I'm so grateful to have this moment with you and just... Just to see you shine and like this hair, <laughs> everything, but just like your knowledge and your passion with people and just to learn all the things that you've been through. Like it is so clear for me that your journey and your life, all the pain and things that you've been through is, has elevated your game as a coach and the people you work with get to have someone like you like a powerhouse for them. Like they have no excuse for nothing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like literally nothing. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I have been able to take my life experiences and like I mentioned, remove the, the baggage from it so that I could glean the lessons from everything. Right. And I, and so like, thank you. That's like a great, great compliment from you. And, and I believe that if anyone does come to me that, their problems stand no chance. <laughs> they don't. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I'm going to ask you a couple questions like I do everybody yeah. on the podcast. So what does a life of love mean to you? Well, <laughs> I did mention the one plus one equals 11. Mm -hmm. And there was a time in my life where... As an entrepreneur, I believed that if I kept myself out of romance and if I just started, like if I wasn't involved in romance, that I would be more successful in business. I felt like relationships were going to be a big, big distraction for me. Mm. But this was when I only had experiences of dysfunctional relationships. Like, you know, I love my parents. They were not good together, right? And they got divorced when I was a kid, which is why I moved from the beach in Santa Cruz to above the Arctic Circle. <laughs> right? So I never really got to see healthy, long-term relationships. So every relationship I got into, just, it was, it did subtract from my life. It took away energy. It was not fun or loving necessarily, you know, when I finally opened up to the possibility that a relationship could actually contribute to mm. my happiness, my well-being, my health, and my business, and it wasn't necessarily going to be a distraction, then like then things started really. Uh, I started getting momentum. Mm. So, relationships and love, like if you have. A relationship and you're an entrepreneur or if you want a relationship and you're an entrepreneur like get clear on that you want a relationship that is going to give you life yeah. give you energy and make you a better person right and i believe that my success in business is gonna be 10 or maybe even 100 probably hundreds or maybe thousands of times bigger 
now that I have the kind of relationship that I have than if I were alone and single. And it's not to say that you can't achieve success when you're single. Right. Please do not hear that. That's not what I'm saying. But if you find the right relationship, if you clear your own relationship baggage and you find the person that can help you like be a better person, you're going to be more successful. Right. I just like, I'm glad you said that because I find a lot of entrepreneurs hold off on love because they're busy. And I just, and I always go, well, you're just not clear on the person that you want. Yeah. But you think that this person is going to take away from you. I said, no, the right person is going to support you in your game. Not like they're going to be like a leech, but they're only going to see you for your bigness and your big game in your life. And they're, they're going to match and be a support and you for them. And Mm -hmm. you just have to just be clear on the type of person and the relationship you want that supports the the business and love you it is possible yes like when i was writing did i write down all my goals and then they come into my life (laughs) (laughs) about my relationship the one i have now i was describing you know we work together as a team you know uh, he always supports me. He gives me, you know, excitement and life. And I feel so loved and supported. And, you know, people love the story of how we met and things like that. And I mm. wrote it, it all came true. So mm. this is why I think, especially when you're uh, looking for relationships, I mean, it's, it's in every situation, but it's really important to continuously clear your baggage. Like if mm. you are dating, you know, every time you go on a date, it could hurt you a little bit, right? Like you get a little banged up, like oh, <laughs> work, you know. Oh, man. <laughs> and we grow kind of like emotional scar tissue, just like we do in business when we attempt different things and it doesn't work, and we get you know scar tissue and we start cutting ourselves off. So by doing continuous work on your your mindset, on your emotions you can stay clear so that when the right person comes in, you'll notice it. Mm, right. So how do you get out of your own way as a coach? Well, I, number one, I have a coach. <laughs> <laughs> Can't stress that enough. <laughs> that is the number one thing is I like just have a coach and just, you know, get used to just clearing it, getting help to clear stuff. Like, I don't have time to sit and wallow in my own stuff. Oh, child, tell me about it. <laughs> 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 Just like, yes. we, like we call in plumbers when things are like our plugs are our plugs our pipes are clogged. We we take our shoes to a shoe repairman when there's like something going on there. We take our cars in. Like do that. Don't sit around and like I'm not going to spend time. YouTubing, like, how do I fix my car? Like, <laughs> if you have that kind of time, but <laughs> most of us, at least entrepreneurs, do not have that kind because of time. If playing, so. Yeah, if you're playing big in the world, like, no. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. Funny, right? So, in, in certain cases, of course. Right. Uh, so, that's that's number one, how I get out of my own way. And the, the, the second way is like is kind of what I talked about before a little bit like what is one thing I can do right now just to get me like slight edge out of here uh, you know I don't have to solve every problem oh and that's another thing just because I'm a coach just because I like study how the mind works it doesn't mean that I can always figure out how my own mind works right. and <laughs> I used to like get into this trap of like trying to reverse engineer my own thinking and you can get yourself into trouble that way. Right, (laughs) right, right. You know, trying to bend over backwards and yeah. Yeah. Uh, So it's just really like, okay, what's one thing I can do right now to just alleviate the stress Mm. or change how I'm thinking, shift my perspective, just one thing, you know, instead of like being in overwhelm and, and trying to figure out your stuff. So, and then the other thing is that now I have, and I teach all of my clients this too, you put non-negotiables on your schedule. If you are a coach, Mm. if you are an entrepreneur, 
define what your non-negotiables are and they should all include things like sleeping enough, <laughs> taking care of your body, taking care of your needs for social interactions. And you know, yes, there are plenty of times where you can use social interactions in the wrong way, mm -hmm. but you know, <clears throat> isolating yourself is not necessarily a good idea. But you, right. so you need to spend time with loved ones, you need to cook, you need to eat, you, like all of these things, taking care of your basic needs, blocking it on your calendar and let nothing get in the way. That is being preventative and like moving forward to having like taking care of yourself in the best way so that you don't get stuck because a lot of like especially entrepreneurs they will they will go like oh i haven't been to the gym you know in three weeks or something or i've been eating out every time because i haven't had the time to cook right. and now i feel like doo-doo uh, yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> <laughs> so don't don't let that happen you can be proactive so right. The better you take care of your body, the better you take care of your mind. Don't skip meditations. Mm. Don't do it. Don't do I, it. That was my biggest lesson last year. I I was in this seven month program, two programs. Wasn't working out. Wasn't eating properly. Wasn't meditating like I used to. And I was like, okay, this is my non negotiables. Yeah, I'm gonna meditate. I, if I have to get up six, I get up six thirty in the morning, and that's the first thing I do. I'm making sure I'm going to the gym. I'm like, no. I. It was like, because I know the difference. It helps me get through my day and tackle, especially meditation. That was the biggest one. I, I It helped me learn how to stay calm in all the tasks, all the breakdowns, my clients' breakdowns, like how to be that that pillar in the water and in the sea of moving water, you know, yes. and, you know, it's, yeah. And I, it's just not, it's not worth it. Like if you're not taking care of yourself as like you are a rock star in your business you're or in your life, mm -hmm. nobody else is going to treat you like a rock star. Either. Right. And, and I think it was when it comes to meditation, which is also something that I had to really learn, you know, coming from the kind of stress mind, you right. know, ADHD brain. I was like, I can't close my eyes and sit still for more than a minute. And it turns out I can. <laughs> <laughs> um, it turns out I can, right? So, but I think it was MLK who said, on an average day, I pray for one hour. On busy days, I pray for two Oh, wow. That is something to take in. Mm. Yes. So, up, up my minutes of my meditation. Right. <laughs> uh, right. So just like set yourself up for success. Be the, do whatever you need to do to be the best version of you and you won't get in your own way as much. Right. right. So what does a juicy love life look like to you? Mm. <laughs> I, yeah, I'm living it right now. Right. Um, well, so I think, you know, because uh, I have a little bonus daughter and, mm. you know, so we get, and he's with her. Uh, he has her every single evening except four nights a month. So those four nights a month are like holy. <laughs> they are sacred. Nothing gets in the way of that. And it's really about like taking the time to be boyfriend, girlfriend in the middle of everything else that's going on. We're both entrepreneurs. So it's like really being present with each other. And it's not just about being present with each other four nights a week. I mean, it is like being proactive, talking about goals, working on the relationship. And I think the one thing that is just so magical in this current relationship is how like, vocal we are about how what we appreciate about each other every oh. single day. Wow. So it's like we text each other every single, like, you know, 30 times a day. I know it's a lot, but hey, we're passionate people. <laughs> <laughs> Always telling each other like what we appreciate about each other, how we think the other person is and just you know how much we love them it's it's just we keep we keep stoking the fire every single day mm, i love that i love 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 that and where can people find you online breakthrough specialist 
com. Perfect. That's, on the, that's my website. And of course, I think that's going to be easier for now because you can click on little like uh, links to get to my social media because my name isn't necessarily easy. Uh, when I get married, it could be easier. <laughs> so just start with breakthrough-specialist.com for now and you'll find links to find me on Facebook and Instagram. Um, Instagram yes. Yeah. So I'm going to be totally transparent. My social media is not totally up to date. Uh, I've been mostly word of mouth for the last five years. And it's just now that I'm getting into marketing, which is a whole, whole new beast. <laughs> oh, tell me about <laughs> it. <laughs> so um, please forgive me if there are glitches and like, you know, things in there, but I promise it'll be uh, fancy and fly and unperfect uh, later this year. You know, <laughs> I'm not going to stop doing my work just because my social no, is no. Still imperfect. <laughs> That's, well, thank you, Karenina, just for who you are, for being here and taking the time out of your day just to be here and just sharing yourself wholeheartedly with the audience. And um, I greatly appreciate it. Oh, thank you so much for having me. This has been fun. I really appreciate the work that you're doing again because I'm such a big proponent of love and <laughs> how awesome and juicy it can make life. So just yeah. thank you for doing your work as well. Yeah. So I was, I'll share this real quick. I was doing my taxes today and the mom was like, what do you do? And I said, oh, I'm a love coach. She goes, oh, oh, mira, mira, come here. And she's like, do you have a car? And they get, I was giving my car out to all the women in the place. And I was like, oh, I should come do this more often. Anyway. Oh, <laughs> people need to know about you. I know. Oh, yes, yes. New ways to get yourself out there, right? Yes, yes. I'm doing it, girl. I'm doing it. All right. <laughs> awesome. Thank you. Thank you so much. All right. So I wanted to offer five of your listeners a sexy and prosperous session yes. with me. <laughs> so I, I love working with female entrepreneurs. I love helping them have breakthroughs around money. You know, and it all starts, this is where it really starts with the mindset. So if there are any of your listeners who would like a session with me, uh, I'll give you a link where they can, they can access that. Awesome. Thank you very much. <laughs> You're welcome. Hey guys, so don't forget to subscribe on Instagram at Jimmy Allen and Twitter, simply Jimmy. And don't forget to rate, rate, subscribe, comment, and share this podcast if you enjoyed it. Thank you guys for joining me. This is Jimmy Allen with Crazy Juicy Love. Hey guys, are you ready to call in your one? Are you ready to become wildly magnetic to the partner that you deserve and start creating that crazy, juicy love? Well, I am offering a discount package when you listen to this podcast. So when you listen to this podcast, you follow me on Instagram, you DM me and say, you listen to this podcast, and I will offer you a discount on a seven-week session. Crazy, juicy love.